0: Hey, welcome in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. I am Rick McClatchy, staff pastor at the Rocky Butte Campus of Manor House in Portland, Oregon. And next to me, I have actually, uh, you had a little bit of a title change recently, <laughs> so did. that's kind of crazy. I, I'm sitting next to royalty now, you may not know, um, is uh, Mark Daniels actually just recently named our campus pastor of our Mill Plain campus in Vancouver. And um, Mark, I just want to say my heart, man, you are the right person for the job in the right season. And I am so excited really for our church as a whole, um, doing a little bit of reorganization, restructuring, um, to really be able to focus on campus ministry in the, in the areas and neighborhoods that our campuses are located, to be able to have impact in the communities that God has placed us. Um, man, I. How are you doing with all of this? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Um, Mo and I are thrilled to be able to step into that role. Um, at if you have been listening to our podcasts, um, then you know a little bit of my journey. I've been on staff twenty one years. Uh, thirteen of the first thirteen, I was at Rocky Butte, and then eight years ago, came to Mill Plain. I actually came to be the campus pastor at the time. And uh, the first time that I was the campus pastor, it just didn't work out all the way. And, um, and so there was a, a shift in that. I became a staff pastor um, and have been serving in that capacity for the last um, six and a half years. So to, to kind of come back around to that, that place again on the team here at Mill Plain is a real honor for us. Um, and honestly, how I see it is my, my primary role is to be the biggest resource and support um, of the staff at the Mill Plain Campus that I can possibly be. Um, you know, We're gonna focus on Clark County. We're gonna focus on serving that community. We're gonna focus on reaching that community. And, and then my time and energy, honestly, is spent on walking with the staff at Mill Plain, um, and and making sure that they have everything they need to do their ministry the right way. Yes, I'll provide some some leadership to that as well. But my primary goal is um, is to come alongside and actually underneath them and support them and prop them up and help them to be who God has called them to be. Um, and and I am I couldn't be more honored uh, to be able to do that. So so yeah, we're excited. Um, and, and here we go you yeah. know uh, we're, we're, we're leaning in um, this this transition at all campuses will will be phased in right. um, all five campuses have a campus pastor now who is dedicated to that campus and uh, what a great move that's exactly what we need at Manahouse. House we're super excited to be a part of that um, and we'll just lean in and we'll phase into it it'll take the rest of the fall here in 2019 to really make it all kind of fall into place right um but here we go
0: yeah i i really am just so excited about um i really appreciate uh pastor mark Esses' uh leadership um in in the elders and in our uh, our vision leadership team um being willing to 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 pony up you know and make the big changes that need to be made to to structure our church so that we can grow and um And just really effectively minister. Like I like what you're saying about Millplain being focused on Clark County and serving the community and reaching the community. Because I know from a Rocky Butte perspective, it's the same thing. We're like, man, how how do we get our community to know that we are here to love and to serve you? Because our Savior is the biggest servant. Leader you could ever imagine, and so that we get to uh, to model who Jesus really is and show His love and and, man I'm I'm so excited about how this structure change is just going to allow us to focus more and it's kind of interesting uh, you know on one hand it sounds like these gigantic shifts uh, you know and and people could get kind of freaked out about that like oh my gosh so much change we're really from a weekend perspective when somebody comes into Mill Plain or comes into Rocky Butte or, you know, any of our other campuses, the, the feel will be almost exactly the same because, like, Daryl is still going to be a part of the Mill Plain campus. Absolutely. And, and Walter's cha- uh, transition at Rocky Butte, he'll still be right. at Rocky Butte. And so there's still be the, all that presence. And, and Trevin, you know, transitioning into a central role, he'll still be at Rocky Butte on the weekends. And, yeah. And so uh, from a weekend perspective, as people come to church, it's going to feel like, oh, this feels like it's always felt, but kind of the the Monday through Thursday parts of our jobs will just become so much more focused and effective. Yeah. Gah! I am so pumped. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Let's go, yeah, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, right on. So talk, talk to me. Remind me. What did we talk uh-huh. about last week? It was so long ago.
1: Yeah. Last week, we jumped into the six questions that we would ask ourselves as we consider starting a group. And the six questions were, who are we reaching? What will we do? Where will we meet? When will we meet? Why will we meet? And how will we meet? And we answered the first three questions, or we talked about what it would look like to answer those first three questions. Who are we reaching? What will we do? And where will we meet? And so this week, we will get into the when, the why, and the how. When will we meet? why will we meet and how will we meet and again just a reminder we talked quite a bit about how these questions kinda flow you gotta answer the who first and then you get into the what Um, and then you can start to talk about some of the details like where we talked about where today we're gonna talk about when why and how so let's let's talk about when 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 will we meet and what are some of the things to consider in answering that question
0: yeah well um, so I'll just go like my Friday morning group um, meet at six o'clock in the morning and we joked about it last week about how that obviously eliminates certain people from your from your group because they're just not gonna be anywhere other than their bed right. at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> however you take uh, you take men and guess what a lot of men do a lot of men work uh, day shifts, you know, uh, we'll say like bankers hours, you know, eight to five, nine to five, whatever. And so for them to be able, and then a lot of them, maybe they have families or evening responsibilities they have to take care of. And so being able to connect for one hour in the morning is an effective when for my who. I want to reach men in on my campus. And so one of the effective ways... Now, does it reach every man on our campus? Heck no, I still get a bunch of guys that are like uh are there any other groups i could go to and so so we've got some men that have some seven o'clock at night groups and some sunday afternoon groups um but the when is super important you know like say there's a a, somebody leading a, a youth small group and uh they're trying to reach their who let's say is like uh the football team at madison high school or you know evergreen or you know one of the mountain view one of the vancouver high schools um if you're trying to reach football players that play football on friday night probably don't want to do seven o'clock in the morning saturday morning kind of a small group because um, none of them are going to show up because they're they're all going to be asleep yeah. and so you just have to make sure that the win flows along with the who that you've already um, kind of nailed down and so um, even if potentially that means a little bit of sacrifice on your part right so maybe you like to watch Seahawks games live and in action. Right. But in order to really make the group work, I've got to DVR that thing. Correct. we got to start it an hour later. You know, yeah. whatever. Whatever yeah. that looks like.
1: That's right. And we do that. We uh, when, when they play on the East Coast, uh, which I think this year they have four games that are East Coast, start at 10 a.m. our time. Uh, yeah, we, we will record those. I will work really hard on that Sunday to not find out anything about the game so that I can watch it. Um, you know not knowing just like I'm watching live um, and then we, we gather at at somebody's house who has recorded it and we just start it whenever we're ready to go and uh, and it's fun that way and when they have a one o'clock kickoff um, it depends on whose house we're at first of all I, I don't have cable and I don't have a DVR so um, if it's at our house we just kinda have it on and we eat and do whatever and it's just kinda going um, but at other houses, they do have DVR, and so we will we will start a half an hour later, and oftentimes by halftime we're caught up, you know, because we fast forward through commercials, etc. So, um, yeah, we make it work, and uh, which is great.
0: This is a point where I wish our podcast was sponsored by Sling, because uh, yeah. I, which, <laughs> because theirs is awesome. Like it's like the best, <coughs> most effective way to get it, and you can start and cancel. So- like, you don't we, have to do a big subscription.
1: subscription, Which is exactly what I do. We, we, uh, we use Sling. We use Sling through the holidays because uh, the Hallmark Channel and all the Hallmark Christmas movies that my wife and my girls like. Mm. So, we do Sling, but we do it um, November, December, and January only. So, so all
0: you guys out there, um, get this episode into the hands of a Sling executive. <laughs> there you go. Because we're big fans, and we would love for them to That's sponsor so our show. That's all right. So,
1: <laughs> so, we talked about when... What's next? Yeah, so now the question then, so you've got kind of your framework, right? You've got who, you've got what you're going to do, you've got where you're going to meet. Now, the when is also answered. I think, honestly, the most important question, why? Why am I doing this? What's the heart behind it? What am I thinking through? I, 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 re, I realize that the why has been a part of it all along. Who you're meeting, that's, that's based on a why what you're gonna do when you get together. That's based on a why. And then the where and the when. All that's all that's great. What is what is the primary thing that we're gonna be focusing on as we answer why we're doing this.
0: Yeah, and really what lies behind this question is not so much like discover your why. Sure. Because again, like you say you probably kinda of know it. Right. But what it is is a clarity piece yes. of Really brushing back the dust or you know, and, and pulling this thing out and going, this is why we do this because uh, you know, we were just talking earlier about um, where there is no vision., yeah. people cast off restraint and dwell carelessly, or people perish. And you'll find in a group that for for a month, for two months, you can you can gather people for almost no reason at all. And they'll have a good time. They'll connect relationally, they'll build some relationships, they'll hang out, and they will think, wow, this has been good. But there's this point, and I, I haven't like uh, charted it out to know, but it's pretty consistent. You hit a point, maybe eight meetings in, um, where people are starting to go like, okay, where are we going? Right. Why are we doing this? Right. Like, I'm really glad that we're better friends, but now what? And I and I kind of think that we have to answer that now. What question is kind of our why? Why are we doing this? Why are we getting together? And so I think as believers, as followers of Jesus, that that the discipleship piece, it probably always has to be part sure. of our why. Sure. Because otherwise, I think we're we're just a social club. You know, I mean the what that the what you're doing if you're playing soccer or you're watching seahawk games or you're having coffee at starbucks or you know one of the other million different coffee shops we have around here or you're um trying a different pastry every saturday because because you're like a pastry club i don't know um or you're a book club why you know why are you doing that right from a gospel minded perspective right. exactly and so then that helps you understand the some of the intricacies of the intentionality you're going to bring to the group in order to accomplish that why yeah that's so like okay hey we're gonna just we're gonna get together we're gonna drink coffee we're just gonna hang out cool the people that show up to that group they know that's why we get together they're probably interested in that but pretty soon they're gonna be like well why am i not having coffee and hanging out with those people over there or that group that invited me to something. What are we doing sure. as a group that is right. different?
1: I so again an example. My group watching Seahawks games. That's the what. The why is not to watch Seahawks games. Right. The why was to gather people that we already have relationship with and that we already love, but we don't get the opportunity to spend a lot of time with. We created a way to spend more time with them right um intentionally and so the why was relationship and, and here's a prime example here we are today recording this and one of the couples in our group is having a baby today i will be at the hospital later today visiting them and the, and the new little baby and and it's going to be fantastic we love that now would i have gone and visited them if they weren't in my group, yeah, out of relationship, I would have. I actually performed the wedding for that couple. Mm. And, um, and so, yeah, I would have been there. But totally. here's the deal. They're in my group now, and I see them consistently. I get to interact with them consistently. Therefore, I walk with them in life more consistently. Right. And now, it's not only me and Mo who will go and visit them. There are other families in our group that will also interact with them in these next few days and weeks as they you know, bring a new baby home and start a whole new life and, and all of that. That's what life is about. Yeah. The why for my group is not Seahawks games. Right. That's the what. Yep. The why for my group is deeper relationships so that we can be a part of each other's lives. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, just being 100% honest, I need a place to just be... A guy with a wife and four kiddos and not necessarily now, like, like yeah. yeah, Pastor Mark. You yeah. know, I, I need I need that. Yep. And so I know that that sounds a little bit selfish. Well, you created your own group to, because that's what you needed. Um, I kind of did. But here's the thing. I realized that in gathering these particular families, they needed a place to also come and be a part of something that is bigger than them. And I think it's working really well. I think that the families that are in our group, they love it. It's a a big deal. And I I don't think that the why of of relationship is a wrong why. It actually creates a spot for us to have gospel-centered conversations and gospel-centered kind of interaction.
0: Well, I think that... uh in America, in our individualistic, non-collectivist right. <laughs> society, the the answer to the place that you need, yeah. of a place where I can just be Mark and yeah. not Pastor Mark or whatever other labels we wanna have on ourselves is that you would block a timeout on your calendar. Every Seahawk game, we'll just use that as an example, um, I am not available, right. I am not accessible, and maybe, you know, maybe that guy that I'm friends with two two doors down, you know, maybe I'll talk to him or whatever, but I am not available. That's me time. That's self-care. And I'm not here to, like, talk down self-care necessarily because it is important that we take care right. of our health, of right. our mental well-being, all that kind of stuff. But, too frequently our response is, is really things that are isolating, right. not community building. Correct. And and so you've chosen a way to, to provide that thing that you genuinely need in your life, but you've done it in a way that also creates community at the same time, mm-hmm. develops life-giving relationships, which at Mana House is our big why. Exactly. That's our big why of small groups is to develop life-giving relationships because we believe that life transformation happens in the context of of life-giving relationships so that's where i'm saying yeah. like if we want to build life-giving relationships and we love jesus who said i am the way the truth and the life yeah. so if we are going to have truly life-giving relationships it means jesus has got to be a part of it yeah and if we don't understand that ourselves then it just shows we've got a little bit of work to do yeah on ourselves to discover right. who he is right. and what he's done for us that we fall in love with him all the more and we develop truly life-giving relationships it's
1: good so so yeah when we meet why we meet here's here's the third question then how and and again the the deeper question is how how are we going to do this thing right in order to accomplish uh the why and the when and the where and the what and, and the who. In order to bring this all together, we've gotta to talk about the how. So um, again, why don't you just give us a, a few thoughts, a couple thoughts on, on how.
0: So now that you've determined your why, you've talked about your what, then the how is kind of the nitty gritty of how that rolls out. Again, I, I talk about you know if you're meeting at Starbucks, then everybody's having to pay money is that how of meeting gonna work? Is that how gonna allow us to have the kind of conversations that we want to have in order to build life giving relationships? And, um, and and really it's just, uh, or or you know, for people that are leading youth small groups, sure, can people get there? Right? Um, Great like, question. Uh, like, I, I yep. live. I live in, um, you know, the guy lives in Hillsboro and the people in the group are coming from Gresham, you know, right. and he really wants to meet at his house. Like, well, I know that's kind of a where, but it's also a how, cause you like, maybe you have this commitment. We need to meet in a home like that's gotta be a thing. Okay, well then maybe we need to find a different host home for the how of meeting in a living room. Like sure. we want that kind of a context. And so, um,
1: so it's really answering the details. It's answering. Yeah, it's it, the nitty gritty. It's, it's, yeah, it's the details of how is this gonna work out? You know? Yeah. And, and what details am I not thinking through or not answering that I need to address?
0: Or just the hows of like, okay, I have a soccer group how am I working in the why? There you go. Like, so we're playing soccer. Sure. How am I being intentional to bring in things that are going to build life-giving relationships? Great. So that's where, you know, when you talk about a a Bible study, well, that's kind of easy. Sure. We're reading the Bible. We're talking about Jesus. I think we're we're really working towards building life-giving relationships. It's all the other stuff. Right. I have a billiard group because I, I, lo- you know, I love to sure. play pool. Right. Uh, guys, I love to play pool. So email me at, <laughs> that's, no, um, that's so and funny. let me know when you want to get together. So, but how do I, how do I develop life-giving relationships and even discipleship in so, the context?
1: So going back to a Bible study group, let's say there's a group that has formed and they're going to go bo- through the book of Ephesians, my personal favorite book of the Bible. They're going to go through Ephesians. The how could be, how do I facilitate conversation that will help us grow and not become a lecturer on Ephesians as a group leader? So it's
0: not an intellectual exercise. Exactly.
1: How how do I actually, again, set up the the group in a way that accomplishes the why? And the
0: how can go beyond the group meeting. It can go into the in-between. Sure. Um, Are we getting a group together on Marco Polo? And we're having some video chat okay. things on Marco Polo to interact with content, or we uh, doing uh, you know a Facebook group to be able to interact with content together, and or you know like just different ways of the how, right? That how am I going to connect with people individually? Uh, because again, we're trying to solve the why with that how. Yeah. So,
1: give us b- before we're done. Give us 90 seconds on the, the ongoing evaluation process. So let's say I've led my group for six months and, and, and along those six months and then even at that mark now, now I need to go back and I need to make sure that the who and the, 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 the why and the where and the how and, and it all is fitting together. Yeah. Um, talk, talk to us just briefly about kind of that evaluation process and maybe some things to think through for that
0: yeah I, I think it's important to do it on a consistent basis and also it's an interesting thing i don't know that everybody is built this way but like i have to be careful even how i do it that i'm not overly critical of myself or overly insecure of myself if you have a day where no nobody shows up or hardly anybody shows up oh do i stink as a leader then and you know like do i need to like totally you know revamp this thing well not necessarily it could just be that it was a holiday weekend and nope you know like people were out of town or whatever so, and sure. so um, so there's that kind of evaluation me personally and the way that we've actually structured group oversight is to have a coach right that is there and so I say man lean into that coach relationship If you don't have a coach or you don't know who your coach is you know reach out obviously to your campus you know groups pastor um, and obviously for, from another church, you just have to kind of figure out what the structure is there, but lean into that relationship that they can help you think through things that, cause you only see things from your perspective, Right. you get other people to go, oh, right. and then for me, I've identified like two guys in my group that are just really solid guys that I, that have led groups and know what they're doing. I say, Hey, how did that work today? Good. Um, what what do you think about that? Should we do that ongoing or was that a good one-time thing? And so I, I lean into other people. I try not to be overly critical of myself, and um, and then I just ask the group, right? Like, hey guys, uh, our so, goal is to do right, this as a right. group. Do you feel like we're accomplishing that? Good. And here's two ideas. I was thinking, what do you guys think? Because it's it's not all about me and being oh the leader. I'm really I'm just kind of trying to help facilitate right. uh,
1: a, a gathering. Right. So good. So evaluation's ongoing. Feedback is important. Yep. Um, and then uh, and then there we go. So, you know what? Starting a group is easier than most people think it is. But it does require some specific time, energy, effort, thought, prayer, going into answering these six questions. And thanks so much for all your insight, Rick. You are um, a small groups guru. I know you don't like <laughs> to think of yourself that way. And you certainly don't like um, titles kind of attached to you that way. But your um, your... You're very gifted as a pastor and a leader, and you've thought deeply about a lot of this. And I'm so thankful for what you put into the time together here. And I, I know that you are giving amazing information, and whoever is listening to this is going to receive something mm. from it. And and I really do think starting a group is easier than we think it is. Yeah, that's we, right. We probably overcomplicate it here at Mana House. We're hoping to, to decomplicate. I don't think that's yeah. even a word. I, I'm so sorry for those of you who are English majors. Uncomplicate? Yeah, I'm not sure. Jeff De- Holmes. Decomplificationify. <laughs> Jeff Holmes can help us find <laughs> right. the right word there. But, um, and a pun to go with it. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. We love you, Jeff. You're a great man. Um, anyway, thank you so much for today. Thank you Amen. for your amazing insights. And um, God bless all of you. Uh, again, we are Rick McClatchy and Mark Daniels. If you want to reach us by email, Rick's email is rickm at Mine is Mark D at manahouse.church. So grateful that you are with us today. God bless you. Have an amazing rest of your day.